So, welcome to Boots on the Grind. Ep one. Episode one. Season your one. <laughs> season one. Boots on the Ground Theater podcast, where we're going to talk about all things life, art, coffee. and coffee. <laughs> so, in today's episode, we're talking about goals. We're your neighborhood friends telling stories that move With our boots on the ground Getting back in the groove <clears throat> Sorry. It's okay. I brought the coffee. What goes better with the coffee you're pouring Than a little bit of boots on the grind in the morning What goes better with the coffee you're pouring Than a little bit of boots on the grind in the morning I think first and foremost, right, we have to get some coffee. Yeah, it's been brewing since, we, since we've been setting up. Creamer. So good. All right, I'm doing it. Do we give the uh, listeners some background Absolutely. on what we are drinking? Absolutely. What are we drinking? <laughs> so today we have a Dunkin' Donuts premium roast. Uh, it's flavored with a hazelnut um, kind of texture. Texture? <laughs> yes. Uh, hazelnut mm, texture. The aroma is quite... Te- texture. <laughs> it's a bit nutty. Oh. May I pour you guys uh, a cup? Toasters. As long as I can follow and get some sounds. What? You gotta protect. You gotta protect. Here we the go. Merchandise out here. I am getting up with my mobile recording operation, <laughs> and I will be giving you some ASMR, some dank. Oh, cool. Asmers. Here we go. Let me just point out that I was just roasted about. Not using a coaster. You hear that? Uh, we gotta protect the studio. Hope you heard that. Okay. Cool. We'll definitely have to show you guys some visuals sometime about this studio we're setting up uh, here in the Boots house. Well, these are all things that our listeners, some of them, might not even know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, so obviously, the company, let's take it back. Boots on the Ground, we often throw the word boots in front of certain things. Like, we're currently in the Boots house. And what, what is the Boots house, Brooks? Also, <laughs> we got this all back. <laughs> Let's start over. Let's we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you might be joining us thinking, who in the world is Boots on the Ground Theater? And we are, I'm here, uh, I am a co-founder and CEO of Boots on the Ground Theater. I am joined by uh, the lovely, loverly, <laughs> Brooks Livy and Brother. Dalton Hedrick. <laughs> so, uh, Brooks, you just tell a little about yourself before we go in, and then we'll do the same with Dalt. So, as you can tell by my Scooby impression, I am a total character. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, hmm. So, with Boots, I started out as, I guess film consultant on the Alia Proof of Concept, which is this whole film thing we're working on. And which more to come on that in uh, future episodes. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and I guess right now I have been upgraded, <laughs> promoted to artistic core as kind of like a multimedia 
person. He's a guru. He's a guru of the multimedia. Like we just Total we did the guru. jingle, and we're still working on a few things. We're it's a it's a whole bunch of pre production stuff right now. The fun stuff. All the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm just a huge nerd. <laughs> and we love those. With everything. Those are welcome here, listeners. I'm an aspiring nerd. Um, I'm not quite there yet, but He's living in this nerd. house is definitely going to make it easier for me. <laughs> uh, my name's Dalton. Uh, I guess you'll hear Dalt, you'll hear D, you'll hear lots of little nicknames. Duncan. I'm also a co-founder of Boots on the Ground Theater. Um, working in lots of different capacities, depends on the project, jingle maker, <laughs> uh, Sick beats dropper. <laughs> yeah, sick beat dropper, uh, wannabe rapper. You know, we, we kind of do a little bit of everything here. Um, scrappiness, which also you'll hear more about, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Episode, including today, um, when we're talking about our goals and whatnot. So I'm just excited. Yeah. Also still needing some coffee. So <laughs> you should definitely get some. True. So, so this podcast, uh, to today's episode, episode one, zero, zero one, if you will, <laughs> uh, is going to be a lot about who we are, why we're here, but also, the true magic of this podcast, which is every single episode, we will take an adventure into the world that is all sorts of different coffees, coffee flavors, roasts, just the plethora of goodness that is coffee. Hence, boots on the grind. So it's that's the big. <laughs> It is really exciting. So this podcast is one part coffee testing, one part life through the lens of a bunch of young artists. Um, I think we're going to have a really great time. And this is good stuff. So uh, you might also be wondering a little bit about exactly what is happening here. What is the boots blank? We don't know. Uh, So... We are uh, a theater company who has just relocated to Orlando, Florida. Um, and the really awesome part about this, I think, and you guys can definitely speak into this, is that um, we just relocated to what we lovingly refer to as the Boots House, mm-hmm. which is a six-bedroom mega home in the Orlando area where all of our artists are housed right now, which... I think is a little scary, but it's awesome. It was totally intimidating at first, but then like you get in it and then <laughs> and then you're just settled. And once you're settled, then you are fine. And I feel like a lot of us are at that point now where we're like, well, we've already made a few things here already. And I think us being in the same spaces applied that glue right um and that magnetism to creativity because we're all just so bloodthirsty for doing things <laughs> like that and there's uh, such, verbiage such a ma- like magic about like group living especially amongst artists i think i wasn't scared because i lived in italy with one of our other company members anna ray lutz for a year um and there was about 40 of us living in a situation like this and it was quite insane but i knew kind of downgrading to six was going to be a much needed uh, shrinkage right Um, and i mean it is it's exactly what brooks is talking about like every day 
at any time. If you're alone, if you're with a group of people, you can make something right there. Right. And of course, the more creative crayons that you can have at your disposal in the house or in the villa, you know, in the case of Italy, um, the better. I mean, we had four grand pianos in Italy and a plethora of other dance studios and instruments and blah, blah, blah. And I think we already are channeling that here. <laughs> yep. Right. I mean, we've, we've kind of downgraded. We're waiting. We're poor. <laughs> Col- like post-college No, we're not people. poor. We're scrappy. That's true. That's true. But we're working with keyboards now. We're rich in <laughs> love and friendships. We're, we We downgraded or upgraded to a pure MIDI. Uh. True. I mean, introduced to the world of MIDI. Holy shirt. To all my, I don't, can we cuss on you? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, definitely family-friendly podcast, I would right. say. But also... Um, if it organically comes out, I feel like, you know, as long as we're not being derogatory, <laughs> maybe we'll just <laughs> we'll bleep you know, it out. I'll use my good place cussing, you know. Okay. Oh, that's cute. What does that mean? You've never seen the good place. place. Oh, like the movie. The show? No, I don't know what you're talking about. You would love it. No, you would love it. I, I, I want to actually get into it because <laughs> I saw the film Midsommar and the guy... Uh, what's his name? Something Harper. His last name's Harper. He's in The Good Place. Hmm. And I really liked his performance in Midsommar. Oh, he's the architect? Amigo. I think so. Glasses guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> William something. William Jackson Harper. I think that's his So we're going to learn more about The Good Place cursing maybe sometime soon. It's basically you just... It's like, you know, every fifth grader who wants to curse. It, holy shirt. Oh. What the funk? <laughs> or wait what do they say they don't say funk they for the f word it's something funny it really is the only thing i can think of is the in Night Shyamalan film the visit with uh the brother in the film he, he, he curses whenever he curses he replaces the curse word with uh female pop singers <laughs> so whenever he would hurt himself he would scream katie perry or uh god Son lady gaga Son of Madonna. <laughs> Some Madonna. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, well. Son of Madonna? Isn't that the Madonna? Oh, my. Mother Mary? The Madonna? No. Oh, well. Rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, that's a rabbit hole. We're not going to anyway, go into it today. <laughs> right. Well, first, like, if you guys could describe, like, what is the essence of Boots on the Ground Theater, what would you say? Without using one of our mantras? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I think one of our mantras works. That's why it's a mantra. I mean, for, for me, it's, it's the combination of both of our mantras. Uh, I mean, we took a lot of time and a lot of verbiage to get to them, and I think that that's why they're the most distilled version, but we have two. It's people first and stories that move. So we are not bound by any one particular medium. Um, we're not bound by any one particular content genre. But rather, we just want to focus on stories that are going to move. and You and literally. Right. <laughs> and then we have People First, and I think that People First is pretty self-explanatory. Um, I'm wearing a shirt right now, a really cool company. It's called Be Good to People. And uh, I got this because of our mantra, because I was like, wow, there's other people out here trying to do the same thing. Right. Um, we just need to bring it back to the idea that regardless of all the divisive content and media and news and and politics in the world for sure we're all people you can't remove that um and i really think that 
Boots is um, promoting that and everything that we do, just the way that we hire people. And I, I hope maybe Brooks can speak into that at some point, if not on this episode, on another one. But, you know, how we select our family, how we talk to our peeps, and how our peeps and us talk to the outside world, like you all. Uh, <laughs> we try to keep super fresh, but super, super genuine and, and, you know, I think people first. Mm. Yeah. Brooks, do you have anything that you want to add? No to comment. <laughs> Kidding. <Cool. laughs> Kidding. Yeah, I think because, like, with bringing people in, like Dalton was saying, it's like you, you really have to kind of work with work with them as a person, too, because I think that's how that's how I was when I was uh, being brought in. But I, people were already familiar with, with who I was just from, like, as a person and, right. you know, friends. We were in college together, undergrad, so we would uh, do little outside projects or um, assist one another in further creative advantage it, it's it's purely just from working together yeah. we realized yeah these are good people so then they're brought in and they kind of have to step up the ladder like I think when I started I was a artistic associate which is like just like the out out of the room and as artistic core even though it sounds like we're in like the dead center of everything as the core we're just like inside the rim of becoming a larger hole. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but I think that there is something to say that um, we didn't start this organization to create, and we, we talked about this a lot in our orientation, that this organization wasn't started to be an organization. It was very much, like you said, Brooks, like we all worked together um, professionally and semi-professionally through undergrad or other outside projects. And we said, hey, like, we, we use this word a lot, uh, intercompanily. New mm-hmm. word. <laughs> um, but that we vibe. I mean, that's a super millennial term, I feel like. But we that's really how it started is that we all have the same vibe of being good to people. Like... And we were doing the same thing. We were creating art, something that we're all obviously very passionate about. Um, so it just naturally, we all fell together um, to move forward. And, and this wonderful organization has, has come out of it, I think. So I think that's a very fun, exciting time. And now we're all here together in Orlando, which is even more exciting. <laughs> I think it's time we sip our coffee and tell yep. the people what they came here for. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time where we review the coffee that we've been drinking. And I want to just, I, I've got to put this out there. <laughs> you, uh, you did, you didn't give the folks out in America and beyond the right type of coffee we're drinking this morning. Oh, I'm pretty it? sure it's not hazelnut. It is not hazelnut, <laughs> friends. <laughs> friends, this coffee is Dunkin' Donuts. It is a medium roast, and it is the coffee cake flavor. Caramel coffee cake. Thank you, Brooks. America and beyond, I apologize. <laughs> Officially on the record. So let's Dang. let's break it down. Okay, so this is a great part of the podcast. Where mm-hmm. Every podcast, like we said, like we mentioned before, we're going to be reviewing some coffee. 
Um, I am a coffee fiend. Um, likely there will be people on the show who don't like coffee. But they're going to try the coffee <laughs> and give an honest review. Um, so, like I said, this is a medium roast. Uh, this is the Dunkin' Donuts caramel coffee cake. Also, put a pin in this, but caramel or caramel? Caramel. Sorry, Pam. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we'll For get For me, it's, it's, it, it depends on the sentence. Oh. Sometimes I say caramel, sometimes I say caramel. Hmm. I just want to say I've, I've been sniffing the coffee to try to, you know, get the flavor profile, and I actually was sniffing so hard I started sniffing the mic. And so <laughs> if you heard that, I'm sorry. <laughs> but also, I gotta say, I think it smells better than it tastes. Yeah. It smells delicious. Like when you when you're brewing this coffee, it smells like it's already a fully made drink with mm-hmm. creamer and sugar. Right. And so everyone knows, Charles drinking it with creamer. I think Dawn and I drinking it straight. Yeah. Straight. It's great. It's the only way you can do it when you're doing the taste test, man. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of creamer are you using, Charles? So, okay, that is fair. That's fair. Because I am adding a different flavor profile to it. So, normally, you got, just for your reference, if you're going to come back and hang out with us some more on Boots on the Grind, I will likely always put Coffee Mate French Vanilla Creamer in my coffee. That's just how I roll. That's how I taste this. We don't judge but, you. But listen, listen, though. This is some logic. Maybe. Here you go. I'm going to hit you with some logic. I know my French vanilla creamer works. So if the coffee is weird with my creamer, it's the coffee, 100%. Thanks. Mm. So you're giving it, like, some stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> I don't know. You know, honestly, and, you know... Let's play a game. How many times can Dalton mention Italy? Um, uh, but, we're at three times. Yeah, we're at three. Bro, right you went now. to Italy. Um, I, it's just like I have a hard time with drip coffee for the most part since since oh, I was since he went to Italy. Right, since I was introduced to the life of the espresso. Um, but seriously, the, the, the espresso bean just gives it like a, a richness that I, I'm missing now. I just feel like I'm drinking like dirty water. That's oh, why I was with my listen, goodness. When, when we first moved here. We had Folgers. And uh, you mean dirt? It literally was horrible. <laughs> I haven't had Folgers in a long time. I'm so sorry, Folgers, if you're listening. Folgers, please still sponsor us. Step it up, we'll though. If you, I mean, depending on what we had, I don't know exactly what kind of coffee we had from Folgers, but it wasn't It wasn't it? I have some coffee trivia It could be preference. It could be the quality of the coffee. I don't know. True. I have some coffee trivia for you. A lot of people are confused on this, but, uh, you know, I am sitting here with a coffee aficionado. Uh, excuse me. Espresso. <laughs> uh, and someone who drinks coffee yeah, regularly. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't okay. say I'm, like, I know, I know anything about coffee. Sure. Oh, same. I just drank espresso for about a year. That's it. <laughs> cool. So so maybe, maybe you In know Italy. this. Maybe you don't. Hey, I mean, I had it for a month. Just saying. In Italy? Month experience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, me master. Cha, have you been there? <laughs> I did an independent study in Italy, and you had like a whole year <laughs> in that Well, maybe we should area. just have a whole episode about Italy. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I wouldn't Let's do be it. mad. What's your trivia, Cha? Okay, so um, a lot of people think that um, like light roast, so let's do Starbucks, for example. That's a pretty universal 
oh, place. I think so I know what you're saying. Light roast or their blonde roast is their lightest roast, right? Um, then there's pike, which is the medium roast, and then there is the dark roast. Um, a lot of people get dark roast. I was a barista. I was a barista at Starbucks. I'm sure that will come up a lot. Um, a lot of people would get the dark roast thinking, <clears throat> I want the most caffeine. Give me the dark roast. Mm-hmm. And even before I barista it, I was like, yeah, okay, that checks out, I guess. Um, because it's more of a bold flavor. It has more notes to it. Um, you would think it has more caffeine, but you ready for this? The lighter the bean, the more caffeine. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. Someone someone told me that. I forget who it was, but they said... Yeah, it was Chopper Man. Was it you? Yeah, I think yeah. so. With the, because <laughs> you said the same thing about the yep. blonde. Yep. Okay. This was, this was a while ago. Man. It was probably at Starbucks on campus when I was telling you. <laughs> Likely. Maybe. Or during, like, POC or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, think, I don't know if it was you. Because, like, I remember someone else saying it. Because like you, you explaining it was different than how they explained it. They mm-hmm. they said the same thing, but they were just like, "Blonde's best." <laughs> yeah, that's probably. Blondes do have more fun. Or they just give you more energy. <laughs> so yeah, coffee trivia for the day is that uh, when you're wanting all that caffeine, you don't want to go for the dark roast because in fact the dark roast has the least amount of caffeine. Uh, which is why if you are in maybe a dessert restaurant or a deli or an, excuse me, not a deli, but like a cafe or especially like after dinner um, and you have like a cup of coffee or something, it's generally a dark roast because, you know, it's dinner time, it's bedtime, but it's that nice warm. There's like a lot less caffeine in the roast in a dark roast. So it's more robust flavor, which is nice to jive with some other flavor profiles but it also doesn't jack you up hmm. but i just think it's so funny <laughs> when i was working at starbucks people would be like oh you know what today i'm just i'm gonna go a little light i'm gonna go a little light here i'm just gonna get a blonde with you know what i'm just gonna kick it up just a little bit and put a shot of espresso on it Yikes. and i was just like that's a heart attack <laughs> That is a heart attack. Did you, um, act, you actually warn them? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, like um, here you go. Actually, and it sort of blew their mind a little bit, and a few of them didn't believe me and still, you know, still got, got the blonde rose with a shot of espresso. I was like, An hour later. <laughs> right, exactly. Two hours um, later. So, okay, let's get to the meat and potatoes a little bit. Sure. The other thing we want to talk about today, guys, is uh, Goals. I think that this is such a wonderful time to talk about that, Um, not only in the podcast, but uh, in our lives together, because again, uh, for reference, just about two weeks ago, uh, we all, there's seven of us, seven of us moved from the four corners of the earth to Orlando, Florida, Um, and I mean, that was a huge thing for all of us, so it's just like prime time right now to talk about goals in our company, in our personal lives. My thought on goals is that I heard this very like platitude a while ago, but it sort of stuck with me. You know, cliches are cliches because they resonate with a lot of people. Um, and it was that uh, goals are dreams with a deadline. So we all like make them but what struck me is that as I was thinking about that is that 
we all have dreams. And for the most part, this is also a rabbit hole we're not going to get into, but for the most part, when we say, oh, that's my dream, we don't make like any actionable steps to get there. We just say, oh, you know, I want to be on American oh, Idol one day. Um, but, but maybe we don't make any actionable steps to achieve that. Whereas goals, it's, it's ingrained in us that, okay, if you set a goal, what's your next step? Just beyond setting the goal, it's, okay, how am I going to get there? Action plan. Right, you have an action plan. And I think that if we take our dreams um, and, and, you know, sort of shift our focus and perspective to a goal, they're really not that far away. Um, I just think you just have to have a plan. So for me, goals... Even if they're super lofty goals, I mean, we can get into that just with what we've accomplished in two years in this organization, in our company. Um, As long as you can make an action plan, you know, the immediate actions, the more, you know, long-term actions, and continuously move forward, you know, I'm of the belief that you can can get anything done. You you can do it. I mean, biggest retweet ever. I mean, it's, it's so sad because, like, I think, you know, like you said, like Cha said, she, you know, we vibe, we jive, we mesh. We all kind of share a lot of mindsets. So I, I agree with basically everything Cha said. Um, I'm, I'm a huge believer in another cliche that's um, there, there's no one path to success. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and really the people who are the most successful are usually those who create their own path. So they don't even follow path one, two, or three, or A, B through Z. They, they've forged something that's like, you know, some other symbol. Um, but, you know, for myself, uh, something that I've realized really works is exactly what I was saying. Taking a dream, I have to start with a dream. That's just how I work. Absolutely. So I start on the largest scale possible. I spend a lot of time daily dreaming, daydreaming, making things. I like to design houses that I'll probably never live in. <laughs> but, you know, it just gets my creative juices flowing because it's like, that to me is a perfect example of like, oh, the place that I will be able to like live and be safe in and be creative in. Um, and then dreaming about that environment just gives me the energy that I would hope to have once that place was realized. But um, I start with the dream and then I always then just make it very small. Like how do we then go to the exact opposite of that? And so I try to segment things. And I think that that journey into the very small pieces of a larger goal um, is what has led to me to a system that I call the task list. And uh-huh. the task list has worked its way into my personal and work life um, because I'm super persistent and I've forced the company to try it. Um, and so far, <laughs> I think it's, it's working decently, but I think it's definitely something we're going to have to um, look in retrospect at after a chunk of time and really examine the viability of it. But for myself, I, I create... Um, very small task. It's just like lists. Like if I if I'm going into a weekend and I know I have to do X, Y, and Z, the first thing I have to do before I do X, Y, or Z is write a list down that says X, Y, Z. <laughs> just I have to put it down somewhere so I know right. that I have to hold myself accountable to those things, and then I can put deadlines on those things. I say, okay, well Z is gonna take a while, but I have X and Y that I can knock off right now, and then I can focus on that last right. thing. Right, and in a lot of ways, uh, when when you're looking at your goal, like your, your big goal, mm-hmm. um, it seems like impossible because you can't really see the road to it. Um, but 
a lot of times just writing it down or putting it somewhere sort of checks off a lot of boxes because you do you you make your xyz list and you realize that you can do x and y right now and they're done right and maybe z will take you a long time but you at least have you got it started so plan c i think that it's that is something there's something to say about really looking inside like if you're really trying to set a goal (laughs) if you're really trying to set a goal maybe be a little introspective and say like okay for me one like how do I hold my feet to the fire like what is that for me for Dalton it's writing it down so it it becomes like a tangible thing um I am similar um, but really for me, like I have to say them out loud. I have to speak them into the universe, speak my goals into the universe. So be really introspective about how, what motivates you, you like internally, you know, and kind of figure that out and then proceed. I think I'm very similar in that. Oh, I'm still here by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with goals, I think with with particular people, it changes because not a lot of people can be as organized as that. It's sure. just how they are. And I'm not even, that's not even reflecting myself, but we're, we're planning on doing um, like independent coaching, like yeah, the classes. Yeah, yeah like uh, for, for private people. lessons. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have, we, we've started to organize who does what and what exactly are we teaching. And I realized one of my reasoning for a class I'm planning to do, which is filmmaking for the young mind, um, is to kind of give young people a look into what their dream possibly is, like what yeah. their career goal is, which is, you know, such like a, it's a, it's such a creative goal that like a lot of people don't see it as it being plausible or as it being like, uh, like, a, like a steady job that you can rely on right like, you know well, anything working in the on arts, hours right? exactly yeah you know yeah you can do anything in the arts and um it can be totally just cast it in the shadow but this would give parents and young children ages we have not really seen yet <laughs> explored <chitlins>. yes <laughs> the young mind um a look at the process um, which is something that I wish I had when I was, where I was that age. Right. And same with, you know, the parents that were like, that's not realistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which now they've completely changed their mind because they've seen the work I can do. So that's kind of what I want to allow or give other, other kids. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, that also I think is such, need that. yeah, that's such an important part of setting a goal is finding allies which or, is a good goal on my part too which absolutely is i mean people. they you have a goal of of assisting and helping and reaching a handout um to other students who have the goal of being a filmmaker or somewhere in that realm so make those allies you know it's okay you know the the cliche there is it's okay to ask for help uh which is the only reason that as Boots on the Ground Theater we're here today is because we kind of checked our ego very early on and realized that it's okay to ask for help mm-hmm. because what we're doing is so important. I mean, and of course, we all think that, but um, at the end of the day, 
I think that our deepest want as an organization is to reach out a hand in any way that we can to to help someone. So people first. Right, people first. <laughs> Sometimes that people is us and we need help. Sometimes yeah. that people is other people and we need to help them. I, I one thing uh, I was thinking about hearing my lovely compadres talking about <laughs> their goals is I realized um like step two for me after I make that list, I write it all down, is I start working. But I've really realized over the past, you know, couple years, especially working with boots and stuff outside of school. School's super regimented and like the deadlines are super strict and like you're just scheduled to a T. But I've realized when I'm working on more personal creative things that I value breaks so mm. much. Like, I think that there's, uh, yeah. there's a really interesting TED Talk on sabbaticals. And I think, like, that's, like, the large scale of breaks is, like, just, like, what your body and soul needs to recover. But on a small scale, even, um, Anna Ray and I, as we were creating the jingle for this podcast, you know, I- I'm not a singer. And I'm definitely not a piano player. And in that, we were songwriters, piano players, and singers. So, like, we would hit walls and we would do little things. And... Essentially, what we do is we just take a break. And the break doesn't mean, like, you stop what you're doing and you sit on the couch and watch TV. It may for you, but what I found is useful for me is we would start playing other music. We would just go, we would put on a different instrument on the keyboard, and we would just make something completely random. And there's no pressure attached to it because it's not a dream. I didn't have this vision for how it should be, so there was no ego involved. And it just exercises the creativity and gets it flowing again in a way. It's kind of like stream of consciousness. You know, you hear a lot of writers talking about defeating writer's block. You mm-hmm. know, you just stream of consciousness. Right. Something that you just write matter. down whatever comes to your yeah. brain. And then you're like, oh, it's not that hard to write. I forgot. Right. <laughs> so right. I, I think that in that way, yeah. I really appreciate like the non-break break. Yeah. So the takeaway is break. just active breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Um, so make, so, so if we could put it into three steps here for our goals, for our viewers. First, set your goal. <laughs> right. You know, and a really good thing that I've always, uh, done is to do uh, a stream of consciousness mm. of your goals, like literally anything, even if from the smallest to the biggest, mm-hmm. like I want to be a millionaire to, I want to get my nails done this week. I mean, whatever, put it on a piece of paper, um, and then kind of go back and circle your top five goals for now. Like what, what is most important to you right now? Um, and then once you have your top five, whittle it down to three that you can make actionable ideas for. And then look at that <clears throat> and select the one that is most potent. Like the one that you can't live without right now. And then two, I'd make those actionable steps towards you know achieving that goal you know if and if you need help trying to figure out how reach out ask for help and i think three is take breaks you know give yourself time to reflect and be introspective but then also move forward mm-hmm. yeah because like i love the idea that like most goals are marathons So you need those breaks. You need to kind of set a pace. Um, But also, by making it a marathon, all of a sudden when you're running a marathon, it's 26.2 miles. 
but you have to divide that race up into smaller sections. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, it's, it's really hard to even fathom. But then if you say, okay, well, it's one mile at a time. I'm just running, I'm running 26 one-mile races. And then all of a sudden, you can give each mile kind of everything you yeah, got. Yeah, intention. Right. And in that like, direction. Okay, well, this is the mile where I'm going to focus on my form so I know that I'm, I'm being as efficient as possible. Right. Blah, 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 blah. And I think that, you know, that's really fun. <laughs> I, I also I wanted to um, I wanted to talk about too like when you're dreaming when you're in the dreaming phase before you kind of reel it back in and dissect it into a manageable action plan based goal um, I think it's easier to dream if you're like many of us in this room uh, that's just like how our brain works we are idealists we like to think about how the world could be and like what the world looks like in that in that sense and I think that one thing that happens is even with people who then take those dreams and put them in actionable steps, we, we let go of a lot. And so you have five dreams and you're like, okay, well, dream number two is the only one that I could actually maybe achieve and I have a plan for. So dreams one, three, four, and five are gone forever. And I think it's really important to jot down those dreams because you don't have an action plan for dream number five right now, but in 20 years with the extra life experience and with the extra connections you've made, right. that dream is like easier than the one that you actually went for. Right. So um, yeah, I think I, that's so cool. I, I'm often on my desktop and I see like these folders that I've made of like past dreams that I've had and like, you know, even just two years, like, you know, I am 22 years old. I have very little life experience and then relatively. Um, but even in the past two years from when I made that folder of dreams, uh, I, I understand them a little bit better and I right. look at them slightly jaded, but also, you know, much more knowing and understanding of how on right. a grand scheme I would have to approach that. Absolutely. I relate to that heavily because I have that exact same thing, but every, like, but the folder is of like, like either there, it's like a page to like. 30 or 40 page like film scripts I worked on so now it's like it's like you you, you you further what you know and you look back on these concepts and the more you the, the more developed you are the more possible those past goals become and if you're still interested in them because your person changes right throughout time develop it, you develop insanely cannot fathom <laughs> but and it, it makes it easier with experience so there yeah. are many a thing like you said, I feel like I look back on it and yes, jaded. <laughs> but I'm like, you're like, oh, silly me. It's easier now. I think. <laughs> the world was so inviting. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it does give you um, somewhere to. I, I just yes, thumbs up to that because at least you can go back and look and either say, uh, how did I ever think that was possible? <laughs> but you can also say wow, like, you, you could, it puts things into perspective, I think is what I'm trying to say. You could look back and be like, I, I can achieve so much, I have. Or you go, like I have in the past, um, I looked at my dream list from a few years ago, and I didn't realize how many of those things I actually accomplished mm -hmm. just pursuing the thing that was most potent in my life at the moment. And I was like, wow, like I actually did all of these things because I just 
I changed my mindset. I changed my perspective, put my thoughts and, and focus on what I want. I think we're kind of taught that what you want, you, it's just a want. Dreams are not realistic. They don't make money, in, you know, especially in our field. But you would be so surprised that what you can achieve when you're just going after what you're passionate about. Um, because you can, you can accomplish so much just with belief. And I think I did another podcast. We can, um, delve into our philosophy on belief, but, um, that can take you so far. Just belief in yourself, belief in the cause you're working for, belief in the other people around you. Um, that just really, really, I think is, is a huge part of doing what you love. You do what you love. You never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you, uh, Brooks and Dalton, for joining me on this. Was there a final verdict on this coffee? Oh, right. Because I had the same note you had where it smells amazing, but then you taste it and you're like. Weird. Hate but then it. the aftertaste is awesome. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this coffee. When you breathe after you sip it. You just smell the yeah, uh, smell caramel. Yeah. See, I'm so into this coffee. I think, though, honestly, it's the creamer. It's the creamer. I think the vanilla and the caramel together it might pair very well. Yes, it really does. So, so if you're a creamer fiend, the Dunkin' like Donuts me. caramel coffee cake, caramel coffee cake with vanilla, French vanilla creamer, that <laughs> is the move. It's not hazelnut. I'm sorry, Dunkin' Donuts. Please don't sue me. <laughs> So we have. So okay, well, in terms of, would you drink it again? Um, I have drank it. I will continue to drink it because it is coffee, and I need it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna stick with my go-to, which is Green Mountain hazelnut in a K cup. Okay, I-, I love this coffee. I will definitely drink it again. So, okay. Um, one plug I want to have for our coffee peeps um, is uh, we got this coffee in a bag. Um, I know a lot of people are using K-Cups, and they're like, oh, but what if they don't have this coffee in a K-Cup? Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have, uh, here at the Boots House, we have reusable K-Cups, which are so cool and I think are the future of like individual <laughs> coffee brewing. Um, seriously, I just want to give that plug because, like, geez, we're wasting so much plastic here, folks, and there's... We also recycle. There's a lot of really, really wonderful coffees recycle, out there recycle, that recycle. don't come in K-cup varieties, but if you don't want to brew a whole pot and waste coffee that way... Like New England, New England coffee. That's my favorite bag of coffee, and that I would... I would dismantle any K-cup... Any and every K-cup flavor just to use a reusable with New England brand. Well, there you go. We're, we're plugging reusable K-Cups, guys, because if you don't, if you, we want to reduce, reuse, and recycle here. Which we're fortunate enough that our community is huge on recycling. Right. We are very it fortunate. It took three weeks for us to get our can. Just kidding. That's a stretch. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Today's podcast brought to you by uh, Dunkin' Donuts Caramel Coffee Cake. Just kidding. Not sponsored. We are not sponsored. <laughs> but. But we're open. If you, if you have a connection to Dunkin' Donuts and you want to reach out to them on our behalf, 
but you don't let me know. But don't go too crazy. It's, it's just episode one. It's like Bo Burnham said, you know, they're not sponsoring me. I'm just trying to get them to. Exactly. <laughs> Cheetos. Exactly. And if you have a coffee you'd like us to try out on the Boots on the Grind podcast, you can follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook at BOTG Theater. Um, and that's theater with an E-R. Non-R-E, people. Come on. Come on now. Also, shameless plug, follow me on Instagram, B-A, Libby, actually, I think it's Brooks Libby now. Just my name, L-E-I-B-E-E, Brooks. It's books with an R after the B. Books with an R. Uh, at Dalton, did you want to uh, yeah, sure. plug also, your handles? follow me on Instagram, um, Dalton Hedrick, that's at D-A-L-T-O-N-H-E-D-R-I-C-K. So simple. And, so and your writer's block. Oh, oh, no, they don't need to do all that. But if you want to, um, <laughs> I do have a, a second account for my Jenga block creations because we get mad creative over here. That's my favorite way to activate. They're actually really cool. Is I just make stacks with blocks. Absolutely. I'm a child. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our first episode of the podcast. We will be releasing our podcast weekly. So check back and, and come hang out with us some more. Uh, we're going to have some new guests every week um and and of course these guys are welcome back anytime and uh we'll we'll get to talk about some more things so thanks again so much for listening and we'll talk to you real soon boots on the grind boots on the grind please cut that